Hello and welcome to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams. Welcome to our viewers, our listeners on the radio and on our podcast. Today we're going to be catching up with the Erie Philharmonic as they get ready to launch another series of summer concerts in your hometown. My guests today are Steve Weiser, who is Executive Director of the Erie Philharmonic, and Annie Lewis, Marketing Director for Red Letter Hospitality. This, this is a reprise of an insider we did last year. It was so much fun. We decided to have you both back at the same time. So. Um, Annie, of course, you're here because the, the summer series really be, began mm -hmm. in Northeast. So uh, tell us a little bit about that, how, where that idea came from. So uh, growing up in Northeast, I went to high school there, I grew up there, my whole family has been there, and we just see the value of our hometown. And so the Skunk and Go is located right in the town square. Um, we've been a proud sponsor of the Philharmonic um, for the past few years, and we've had a great relationship. And so we said, why not bring the Philharmonic? to Northeast. So we worked with Steve and his team. This will be our third year bringing the concerts to the town and it's just amazing. We get thousands of people in our park. Um, the Skunk and Goat does food, Straw Hat does some ice cream. We have local sponsors um, throughout the entire town and it's just something that we love to continue to have. And, and Steve, uh, Annie and uh, Red Letter had the idea for this before COVID was, was even mm -hmm. on our lips. Uh, talk a little bit about when she came to you with this idea, if you thought it was a good idea and, and why and how it just kind of grew from there. I think we had always wanted to find a way to have our season extend beyond the Warner Theater. We knew that our concerts ended in May and we wanted to find a way to just keep music happening. So when I think the initial conversation came about, it was like maybe we do a small residency, why don't we do three weeks in a row? And we did that the first year and you never know going into a free concert how many people are going to show up because it's either going to be six or 700 mm -hmm. and it was indeed 700 people the first time. <laughs> and growing and then growing yes. and then the next the, the three successive weeks back then that first year ended up being with almost 900 people that last mm -hmm. concert and that's that is a sight to see to see that park filled with 900 people that just makes your heart happy i have been there a few times it's <clears throat> become a real intergenerational thing too people bring their chairs and hang out right. we have some pictures that uh, you brought along steve to take a look at what it's like when this happens so uh, it's not always the full orchestra, but you're programming some different things there? Exactly. So we have three programs planned. Uh, last year, we did the same thing. We had four different ones with our incredible narrator, Lisa Adams, doing Peter <laughs> and the Wolf. But this year, we have, we have a couple different concerts planned. We have the full orchestra for one. We have a smaller chamber ensemble for the other. And then we have an enormous brass ensemble, like a, a brass band of 16 musicians coming out. So we, we like to kind of give the whole gamut. You won't just hear the same concert three weeks in a row, you'll definitely hear three different things each of the weeks that you're out there. And this is a great way to introduce children to orchestral music too, certainly with Peter and the Wolf. We'll talk a little bit more about what you have planned for this yep. summer. Uh, but it's also like you don't have to have your parents saying, shh, don't make any noise exactly. or don't dance to the music because there's a lot of activity going on there. I, I love walking around the back of the park to get, to get some of these incredible pictures. You just get to walk through mm -hmm. the crowd and just hear people murmuring, there are dogs, there are babies. I secretly just go to eat the ice cream. <laughs> it really is. It's just, it's an amazing time to see so many people there. It, it makes you feel good. All right, so from the Northeast model here, I know you had a desire to take this to other places, but a desire turned into really a need because of the pandemic. So talk about how you expanded that last year to other, uh, other communities and how that was received, especially when social distancing was a really good idea. Right, exactly. So we knew we wanted to keep the music going all summer long as the bridge from our TV concerts to coming back into the Warner. 
And then we really wanted to utilize the example established by Red Letter and the incredible community of Northeast to show how other communities could bring in similar concepts. So we, we regionally, we did a little a poll last year and came up with 17 different concert locations for us to be able to go last summer. So we went all the way down to Meadville, we went to Titusville. Um, for this year, we're kind of going out to some other different locations in Cory, but we really wanted to find where our subscribers were where the people were watching us on television and how could we bring the concert to people that maybe would have never seen it before. Mm -hmm. Going to Diamond Park in Meadville, um, going to all the different places out in Fairview, Lake Erie Community Park. Where is there maybe a place that the Erie Phil had never gone? Goodell wow. Gardens, Beautiful. like you can see there. Absolutely stunning backdrops for all these different concerts. And again, it wouldn't have been possible without getting this start in Northeast, showing us the power of a community concert and then getting to do the tour we did last year where you see all of these different people at all different places. Meadville, down in Edinburgh, Cadell Gardens, right there on the edge of the world um, at Lake Erie Community Park. We've never been able to do a concert on the edge of a cliff like that. Like All of these things offered us incredible opportunities to reach audiences literally in their hometown. Mm -hmm. Annie, what kind of feedback have you gotten in North Northeast? I mean, so overwhelm overwhelmingly positive. I think the best part is um, that the fact that the Philharmonic came to our community because maybe sometimes we weren't able to get to a concert at the Warner. So I think the fact that we were able to people bring their lawn chairs, have it physically in the heart of our downtown um, was just so impactful for not only the youth, but right across the street for the um, park side, you know, older people can come over. Um, it was all walks of life, which I think is the best part is music relates to every person in different ways and is just extremely um, important and now is part of a tradition in our town of Northeast. It really is a tradition. So you had to take a year off when we weren't yes. even sure we should be close to each other outside. Mm -hmm. uh, but when it came back last year, <laughs> were people pretty excited? People were very excited and I get stopped at the grocery store <laughs> or wherever I'm at in town, I'm asking um, and just being excited about the concerts coming back. So next Wednesday is our first one. Yeah, perfect uh, segue there, Annie, getting ready to launch this year's In Your Hometown series, going back to Northeast, of course. We're going to take a look at what communities are on the schedule and when those concerts are coming up when we come back. Stay with us. Welcome back again to The Insider. I'm Lisa Adams with my guest Steve Weiser, Executive Director of the Erie Philharmonic, and Annie Lewis, Marketing Director for Red Letter Hospitality. We're talking about the Erie Philharmonic In Your Hometown series about to launch this year. So tell us what you have planned this year. It starts in Northeast with Tubby the Tuba. Exactly. Well, we, we had to follow up Peter and the Wolf with another great chance to have uh, one of your just quintessential family concerts with narrator. You get to learn about the orchestra. So. The first thing out of the gate, you'll get four performances of Tubby the Tuba with Sean Clerken narrating. If, you, if you're looking for it, search on YouTube, Danny Kay, Tubby the Tuba. You'll learn all about it. It's amazing. <laughs> so uh, Tubby the Tuba will be a family concert with other music. It'll be the full Erie Phil Orchestra. There'll be music from Stravinsky, the Puccinella Suite, some Mozart, a Rossini Overture, and then Tubby the Tuba. That's really going to be a great way to start. And we do four of those out of the gate. We go to Northeast to launch our summer series on July 20th, next Wednesday. And then we head down to Cory. We come back up to Meadville. I guess head out to Cory, back up to mm. Meadville. And then we end in Gridley Park on Saturday. So we have four in a row coming up soon. Annie, doing anything differently this year in Northeast? Or do you have the formula down that people So like? we have, 
in Northeast, you'll learn is we stick to our traditions. So that is um, something we stay true and true, but we will be doing um, food and beer and wine in the park. Straw Hat will have their ice cream stand. Um, and then I think the best part is there's a lot of local shops in town now. Um, so I think just really encouraging the community to continue to, after the concerts or before the concerts, um, take a tour around Northeast and see what's exciting going on. They have designed different sidewalks and different activities and have a lot of um, kid-friendly activities down in the so park. People come early sometimes. People as do well. come early. Um, as soon as 12 p.m., people start putting their chairs, their lawn chairs it, down. It's true. Ooh. There are times we're setting up our tents yeah. and we're dealing around like, well, all right, this is where the people are, so our tent has to be back here. Calendars are marked. <laughs> they have claimed their spots. All exactly. Right. Well, Steve, you kind of ran through the other spots that you're going there, but we can take a look at uh, your website to check the calendar, and we're giving you control of the mouse here. Uh, so tell us again the other places that you plan to go and, and really the whole In Your Hometown series runs from, from what day to what day? So we, we start from July 20th and we go through August 24th. So the first round will be the four concerts here, July 20th, 21, 22, and 23. And that takes us to Northeast, Cory, Meadville, and then we end up in Gridley Park, mm -hmm. right downtown in Erie. We then come back with our light classical chamber ensemble with two performances will be at Pleasant Ridge Park out in Fairview on Tuesday, August 12th. Nope, Tuesday, August 2nd. And then we'll wrap up that leg of the tour August 3rd in Northeast at 7 o'clock as well. And then the final group will be our incredible brass ensemble that will have three public performances. will be August 17th in Northeast. We then make a run down to Goodell Gardens on the 19th. And then we end the tour on August 24th out at Lake Erie Community Park. So it's, it's nine concerts in total. Terrific. How do you choose where you will go and what kind of a commitment does it take from the community in order to keep these concerts free? Annie, I know you've mm -hmm. had a number of good sponsors there in Northeast. Yes. Go ahead. So for, for us, we, we really have to look at, because our, our musicians are, are unionized and we have a CBA agreement, all the musicians need to be sort of paid for all of their services. Sort of paid, yes. Exactly. Sort of paid, exactly. <laughs> so we, we really we, we have to go to the places that can help us make sure we can at least kind of cover the cost of those musicians. So between grants, sponsorships, the incredible work that the Northeast community does, that really helps us keep these concerts going. And Annie, that was not a hard sell at all in Northeast? It wasn't. So I think the best part, um, we are very fortunate to have the Northeast Community Foundation, and they help, um, along with Red Letter, really spearhead um, this program. So everything we work with the Northeast Community Foundation and then different local businesses in town, um, all our sponsorships besides just one um, is out of town um, in Northeast. So. It's very supportive. You've alluded to the fact that this has become a very mm -hmm. popular tradition, but mm -hmm. how does this benefit Northeast and the other communities where the orchestra plays? And then, Steve, how does it benefit the orchestra? Because you're, you are, I'm assuming, getting new interested subscribers out of this right. as well. I think the best part, uh, like I said earlier, is that maybe some people aren't able to make the trip to the Warner. Um, so the fact that we have that right in our hometown that you can walk there and bring your own lawn chair is, is the most impactful thing. Um, and also starting um, the programs at a young age where you, know, you had the musical petting zoo where children got to see how a flute is played and then you know, having that music brought at such a young age and also being touched by multiple different age ranges um, and just that it's a free concert. That's the, I think the best part and the most impactful part that it's free. And I think for us from an orchestra standpoint, we really want to showcase that 
we have a mission statement, we're an orchestra, we perform, but we're not just the Warner Theater. We, we mm -hmm. talk about our home so much because it's stunning and we're singularly unique in the nation to have a place like the Warner Theater. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't end where we perform, though. And that, for us, has been so important to get out into the communities, to thank everybody that stuck with us before the pandemic, during the TV season, and afterwards. How can we really get the music to everyone in the community? We always say we're a Philharmonic, not because of where we play, but simply because that we perform and that we play. And that we, we believe in that. So just quickly, I think it's been kind of publicized how well Erie Philharmonic managed the pandemic season when you couldn't do in-person performances for a full season, but you did add these things, more outdoor concerts, free television concerts. So what kind of support does it take to sustain those things? I mean, if people are checking the boxes for who they want to support on Erie Gives Day and so on. How important right. is it that there is ongoing support of this? Because you, you had to pull through some really difficult years there. Exactly. We, we had the luxury of federal funding to get us through some of the initial concerts we had to do last year. But this year, we're starting to have to really see the overall expense that the, these concerts do cost money between what we have to pay the musicians, the tent expenses, to have to, the audio systems. There is an enormous price tag that comes to all of these. But we really believe deep down that this is just as important a part of our mission as it is doing a ticket or concert at the Warner Theater. So that's where we can easily say the donations on Erie Gives Day help support all of our operations, which include these incredible freak concerts, the TV things we get to do, the concerts in Northeast, Chicory, and Meadville, everywhere. That gift on Erie Gives Day does help support all of these initiatives that we do. Of course, you came back to a dramatically enhanced and improved Warner Theater. We're going to talk about the season that just wrapped up when we come back. Welcome back to The Insider, such an upbeat program today with my guest Steve Weiser, Executive Director of the Erie Philharmonic, and Annie Lewis, Marketing Director for Red Letter Hospitality. We've been talking about the In Your Hometown series of orchestra concerts coming up in community parks and venues, all kicking off there in Northeast mm -hmm. on the 20th of July. But last season was the first season you could do in-person concerts back in the Warner Theater with the new band shell. So what's the feedback been from patrons? You, you brought along with you some great pictures of the season that just was. I think a lot of it will let the, the, the ticket sales and the attendance kind of speak for itself. We had four sold out concerts in the Warner Theater out of the nine that we did. I'll take those on. It was, it was an incredible season to see everybody back between world premieres, actors, movie concerts, Mary Poppins, an incredibly full stage with Mahler, Second Symphony, the end really, of the season. Really full stage. I mean, that's, these are concerts that we never could have attempted before prior to the stage renovations. With the stage being so much bigger and the brand new acoustical shell, you're now easily seeing concert experiences that you would get in Cleveland, Boston, Philadelphia with this new stage, the new organ, the, the new band shell. Everything we have really puts this orchestra on par with anything you're going to see in a massive city. Yes, the Dennis and Margaret Unks organ now completely installed. We got to hear a little snippet of it there in the Mahler concert. I'd give you about 50% installed. We're, right. we're working around the clock. We have some events coming up in early September, and then we're really going to use it at the beginning of the season. So the organ install is still going along, but man, are you going to hear that all when it's in there. So Annie mentioned some people may not be able to come to the Warner, so the summer concerts are really great for them. But have you found that the summer concerts help you build new subscribers, 
not just from Erie, but from around the whole tri-state region? The, the one thing that is probably one of the most fun things we do is Daniel and myself, or myself and Brian Hanna from QLN, get to get in front of the audience at all of the concerts and talk to the audience. Mm -hmm. And they get to see how we're kind of goofballs, and we love music, and we clearly love our job. And we get up to explain, like, did you know, like, we're here in your park this year. I would love to see you come to the Warner Theater. And this coming year, for example, we're doing a pipe organ soloist, an accordion soloist playing a tango solo, and we're going to do Empire Strikes Back and Toy Story. And you can hear the murmur in the crowd when you explain a film concert for the first time, because the concerts are popular, the film concerts always sell out, but people maybe still don't know we're doing them. Mm -hmm. And it's incredibly exciting to hear the people clap, and you're like, and then we'll do Empire Strikes Back on a movie screen, and we'll play along to it. And it blows people's minds every time. So, you know, I think for years maybe you had your Symphonic subscribers and you had your Pops subscribers. Are you finding in recent years that people who like the Pops now realize they also like the Symphonic series? Are you seeing a lot of that crossing over? What we really see is a lot of people upgrading to full season passes. Mm -hmm. We'll kind of see a person maybe step in the door because they like the Pops concerts or they like Beethoven more of a classical route but then maybe they'll buy one ticket to the concert in the other series, and then the next year we see a lot of people upgrading to the full season pass. And that's the biggest change we've seen since coming back from COVID, is people jumping to the full season. Because you get your same seat for all the concerts, mm -hmm. but you get to see Midori, Cameron Carpenter, Toy Story, Sheena Easton, you kind of get the best of both worlds. You're giving away the last section. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Forget what I said there. <laughs> um, Annie, you're, you're uh, civically involved. Red Letter is really working at hard at being mm -hmm. a good community citizen. And talk a little bit about like, like why your company, for example, wants to sponsor not just sure. these concerts outside in the park, but sponsor the Phil all year long. So Red Letter has been a proud sponsor of the Erie Philharmonic for the past four years. Mm -hmm. And um, we felt that that was such a necessary sponsorship just because, again, the culture, it exudes to all the everybody in the community. It does touch truly everybody. And not only do they provide concerts inside the Warner, they provide concerts outside the community. They go to schools um, to do um, visits with students. And we just felt that Steve and his team do such a great job on working with the community. And that's Red Letter's mission is to give back to the community because Erie is such a strong community. If you don't work with the community, the community doesn't work with you. So that was our biggest um, idea behind sponsorship with Steve and his team is what can we do to have the power together and work together and build our community together. And so the start of our sponsorship then led to the start of our hometown series. Um, and I think that's just exactly. one of our proudest accomplishments is working together to bring outdoor concert series and then also working um, to help, you know, Northeast community members become season ticket holders and help the program at the Philharmonic. I guess this is the appropriate part of the program where I give a disclaimer that I am involved in the Philharmonic board, <laughs> have been for a few years. but. You know, one of our goals was to get younger people mm -hmm. like you interested in coming. So is it working? It is, <laughs> especially with these film um, concerts. Definitely. I mean, that's been, I have three brothers who are obsessed with Star Wars. Um, so that was a big help. Nice. So I think that is, and Erie is growing so much as a community. And there is so many people who have moved back with COVID um, to start their career or their life back in Erie. So I think having that younger dynamic, but keeping the classics is super important. And um, the Erie Philharmonic is doing just that. All right, when we come back, we'll have a peek ahead to the upcoming symphonic season, although Steve <laughs> blew it already, uh, because individual ticket sales are about to begin. Stay with us.
We've been talking about uh, the upcoming summer concert season with Steve Weiser from the Erie Philharmonic and Annie Lewis, one of the people who started it all in Northeast. Uh, but I know you're getting ready for the next season. So before you talk, we're going to run <laughs> an overview of the upcoming season. Hello? That's a 30-second view, but uh, talk us through some of the big highlights coming up. So our season will end next year with a piece pictured here. This is Alexander Nevsky. This is an enormous tone poem for chorus and orchestra. We'll have legendary pop icon Sheena Easton herself on stage to open the pop season on October 1st, singing all of her hits along with some other favorite rock tunes. Uh, one of the most famous violinists of all time, Midori, will be here in March performing a violin concerto on the same concert with the Erie Junior Phil doing a side-by-side. Uh, we'll conclude the Pops concerts wow. in the end of April with Troupe Vertigo, a circuit the symphony concert that you really have to see to believe. Acrobats on stage, it'll be a phenomenal performance. Mm -hmm. um, it's a concert we could not have done in the old Warner Theater. Okay. So you'll have people flying over the stage, people on the front of the stage. That's really going to be an exciting way to conclude our pop season. We have a tango concerto performed by Han Shi Wang on the accordion. That's definitely something you have to see to believe. Really different. Tango concerto with an accordion. That'll absolutely be fabulous. That's on the same concert with Holst of the Planets. We used to play the planets in the living room after dinner for my kids when they were tiny. How about that? <laughs> planets amazing. Mars, Jupiter, some of the most quintessential orchestral music. Um, anything that John Williams would have ever written to come from Star Wars was clearly borrowed, if you will, from the planets. So that'll be our January concert along with the Tango Concerto. Adam Golko, piano soloist, actually helped us pick our brand new Steinway piano from the factory floor a year ago, so he'll be actually performing on the piano he picked. Cameron Carpenter, one of the most famous organists of all time, is from Titusville. He took piano lessons from our piano player in the orchestra. He'll be debuting the organ wow. this November 12th. Toy Story Film of Live Orchestra, February 18th and 19th. If, you, if you've liked the films, to see a Pixar film with live orchestra, you won't want to miss that. And then wrapping up with what I hope will be Empire Strikes Back, November 5 and 6. Full orchestra, Empire Strikes Back on stage. Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, the whole thing. If you saw the first Star Wars, you won't want to miss the Battle of Hoth. All the different things that we grew up with watching, again, one of the most quintessential films with a full live orchestra and a movie theater size screen. Clearly you and music director and maestro Daniel Meyer program a season that really does have something for everybody. Exactly. Between Sheena Easton, movie concerts, Beethoven 9, I mean, Ode to Joy, the chorus, so many different things, an organ soloist, an accordion, we, we got it all. All right, we're down to the last minute. Uh, if people want to know if there is a summer concert series near them, the best way is to go to your website? Yep, eriefill.org slash hometown, or if you just go to eriefill.org, there's a button right on the front that takes you to the webpage. And you don't have to be from Northeast to come to one of the three concerts no. in Northeast, right? Yeah, please come out. All right, so again, you can check it out on the website. And uh, single season tickets go on sale when? August 1st, so Ooh. about 19 days from today, my math is right. So we're getting pretty close. All right. Well, Annie Lewis and Steve Weiser, thanks again so much for being with us. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for being with us, as always, on The Insider. If you have an idea for us to explore, just email me at ladams at eerienewsnow.com and join us again next time for The Insider.